0: an opinion i've been mulling over for some time has recently crystallized for me if you work for a company that's platform or service has created a community around it you're not a part of that community chef employees weren't part of the chef community Cloud Native Computing Foundation's employees aren't part of the CNCF community, and AWS employees certainly aren't part of the AWS community. My intention here is not to go tumbling headlong into the no-true-Scotsman logical fallacy, but I've seen a number of companies either knowingly or accidentally subvert their communities because they don't understand that their employees are not and cannot be part of the community. Here's what I mean. Back when I was deep into the configuration management weeds, I managed to never use Chef. Yet somehow, I attended Chef conferences and was always predisposed to think extremely well of the product based solely upon the strength and exuded kindness of its community. This was a great thing. Then one day, Chef began hiring its passionate and well-regarded community members. As I looked at the hires, each person unquestionably made Chef a better product and a better company. This was not a bad thing. But soon, the entire community seemed to be Chef employees talking to other people whose email address ended in Chef's domain. This was a bad thing for the community as a whole. To understand why Chef's community had a problem, it helps to understand what a community is with regard to a platform or tool. Communities generally emerge from a place of shared suffering or, more optimistically, a certain esprit de corps amongst users of a given offering. Communities have fundamentally shifted the ways that people engage with buying and using commercial software. If I buy popular software and it doesn't do what I need it to, or I can't figure out how to adapt it to my use case, my immediate response is no longer time to reach out to the company and ask about it. Instead, I turn to the community of people who use that product. Once upon a time, that meant joining an IRC channel or a mailing list. Today, that may well mean looking at Stack Overflow or popping into that community's Slack or Discord. And of course, asking people you trust in your circles whether you're doing something right or wrong is always a good move. The best communities are the ones that spring up organically, whether from love or from pain. I have to use this thing, it sucks in some ways, how do the rest of you wrestle it into submission, is the subtext underlying most questions in community forums. This is inherently at odds with companies' stated positions, which carry a subtext of our product is awesome and you should use it more, scaling it particularly in whatever direction best aligns with our pricing model so you can give us money faster. The problem comes when companies overreach and attempt to either control the community, which is bad, or appear to be attempting to control the community, which reduces down to the same thing. What companies underestimate is how much a trusted voice in a community can make or break a product's reputation among a significant subset of its potential market. If a company owns or appears to sway those voices, the company loses out. AWS is a fascinating example in this direction. You probably knew I was going to get around to my favorite cloud provider sooner or later. I could instead talk about the CNCF's approach to community, but I do try to only kick one beehive at a time, lest I get stung to death. Originally, AWS manifested its community by crowning community heroes, a collection of voices in the community who had demonstrated both expertise with the platform along with a willingness to share their knowledge. It's proved a valuable way to identify folks doing things in public to help the rest of us learn, and I've met some truly great community heroes over the years, including Eric Hammond, Ben Kehoe, Matt Coulter, Ben Whaley, and many, many more. In recent years, AWS expanded its programs to include AWS Community Builders, of which I'm a member. Incidentally, I highly recommend the program, though I confess that I have absolutely no idea why they invited me. Community Builders casts a far broader net than AWS heroes and picks up rising voices that aren't yet being recognized as notably within the community. I like this approach to nurturing the community, with the caveat that it feels like AWS is trying to capture more and more of the community under its own umbrella. It's towing the line between fostering its community and appearing to control it. LANs of the late 90s and early 2000s were a magical place to learn about computers, hang out with your friends and do cool stuff like share files, run websites and game servers, and occasionally bring the whole thing down with some ill-conceived software or network configuration. That's not how things are done anymore. But what if we could have a 90s style LAN experience along with the best parts of the 21st century internet, most of which are very hard to find these days? Tailskill thinks we can, and I'm inclined to agree. With TailScale, I can use trusted identity providers like Google or Okta or GitHub to authenticate users and automatically generate and rotate keys to authenticate devices I've added to my network. I can then share access to those devices with friends and teammates or tag devices to give my team broader access, and that's the magic of it. Your data is protected by the simple yet powerful social dynamics of small groups that you trust. Try now. It's free forever for personal use. I've been using it for almost two years personally and am moderately annoyed that they haven't attempted to charge me for what has become an absolutely essential to my workflow service. I don't have a problem with AWS hiring from its community. There's certainly no risk of running out of AWS users who are learning in public. The challenge is when community members they hire don't internalize that their role has fundamentally changed. Let me draw you a picture. As an AWS community member, you might very well respond to an application architecture question with something akin to, and for this part, you want to use Google Cloud Run because AWS's container offerings are convoluted, expose too many abstractions, and frankly, seem to be competing for mindshare with one another rather than solving customer problems. If you were to say that as an AWS employee, it's hard to imagine that the AWS container service team doesn't come for you with knives out, or that the marketing department starts carrying a subtle grudge. You can't live in both the community and take home an AWS paycheck. You've lost your status as a trustworthy third party. Extend that logic to community members who see the community program path as a gateway to future employment opportunities, which it absolutely is. Are those members as likely to say accurate but unflattering things about the community's core product focus? Corporate overfocus on the community weakens that community. There's no way around it. In a recent discussion on the new AWS Collective over on Stack Overflow, there's a question that would test divided loyalties. Should the community tag topics with the generic AWS dash for everything, or go back and forth between Amazon and AWS the way that their formal product names do? The community itself wants to be able to categorize these things in a way that makes sense to them, whereas AWS Marketing would absolutely prefer the latter, and that makes the former the correct option. All of this is to say, If you equate community as being the same thing as people we can market to, then you're inherently misjudging what community means. You're also on the inside, and community does not include you.